Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Welcome to Prime Video's culture-rated collection. This is the place where black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis' The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Welcome back to an episode of Within the Lines. Coming at you on Wednesday, June 30th, 2021. And man, do we have a great fourth episode of Loki to talk about. Sure do, Jay. Uh, fantastic episode. Episode three was a little sluggish. Um, it was one of those, you get a six episode series and you got to explain some things and character building and they build the characters for episodes like this. Yes, that's the it's the minor setback, major comeback. <laughs> and we still have two more to go. Um Usually I'm full of theories and thoughts and everything, and honestly, I just don't even know what I think anymore. It's at a point of the series where they're entering the final act, 5-6, um, you know, final third of it, and I just, I don't know. This episode was a quality um, jaw on the floor episode. My mouth was open. I said, oh. <laughs> So we'll talk about that, and then after that, a great movie review. Uh, contentious, one, maybe. I don't know how contentious it could be, because it's not like... You know, spoiler alert, it's not like this movie's getting a an elite score on my movie ranking scale, but <laughs> I still no, feel like you're going to downshoot it a little bit. There's no Oscar buzz for F9, Jay? There's no Oscar buzz. Um, F9, though. Fast and Furious. Yeah. Vin Diesel. I, I know we're going to have some... Tyler goes into these movies wanting to hate him, and that's just will be reflective in his score. I had an open mind, but and I'll And I discuss. went in having fun, eating popcorn, going to the movie theater. Just second, only my second movie since theaters reopened. Wow. Kong versus Godzilla, which I always mix up the names because Kong is superior, and then Fast <laughs> 9. It was my second. I had Mortal Kombat in this. So I, I had some fun with it. I know you probably didn't, and I'm sure we will talk about it. Let's get into it. 20, 10, 5, touchdown! High fly ball into right field. She is gone! I don't feel so good. Hulk! Smash! They look up, you can put it on the board, yes! All right, Ty, episode four, Loki, 
Before we get into it, if anyone's listening to this that has already seen the episode, I'm sure you have already watched it. But if you haven't, uh, there is an end credit scene. Go back. Again, if you're if you're plugged into the Reddit slash Twitter slash whatever, uh, you know there was an end credit scene. Or if you're just a vigilant watcher and yeah. watch the credits to give credit to the people who worked on this project. I watch every single episode um, to the very end, Jason. Read every name. Yeah, I totally don't just skim through the credits on my player and see if there's something after Never. the names. Never do um, that. But yeah, go watch that real quick because that does have implications moving forward. I'm just um, saying you got a real bad night's sleep if you didn't watch that post credit scene. You sleep better watching the post credit scene as opposed to if you don't. Yeah, well, we've given enough time, uh, last pause chance to go watch it. But, yeah, so it's Loki uh, waking up and I guess what people call him the Loki-verse. Fuck yeah. Um, I mean, just to be frank, uh, when Loki got zapped, there was never an ounce of me that thought he was actually going to be dead. I did. I mean, there it, it's like Spider-Man. It's like Spider-Man. I was surprised, but it, it's like Spider-Man. And I wasn't sitting here like thinking like, Oh, he's going to go to the Loki verse, this or that. I just knew there would be some iteration of Loki returning because there's shit in the trailers that we haven't seen yet, unless they just faked all that, which Marvel could do. But I, I, I wasn't expecting him to be dead, dead yet. I was like, we just riding with Sylvie the rest of the series. Now, if they would have killed Sylvie and then done like a Sylvie verse or she went to the Loki verse, then I probably would have bought in right away. But I don't know. I always, it's, you kill a main character. Like it's always like pause. Yeah, just just like Spider Man in Infinity War when Riley was crying stuff, I'm like, he literally has a movie. Yeah, that was. I mean, that already. was sad, but it was just ridiculous that they announced a film for a character they killed. And that's why they can't ever bring Tony Stark back because you have to have some of these deaths actually be consequential, unlike other movie series. <laughs> <laughs> um. So so yeah, I guess we can. I will circle back to the top. So I don't want to do an episode recap, Ty, but. A lot of shit's going on, man. Uh, yeah. Um, timekeepers. Fake. Yes, robots. Chuck E. Cheese animatronics. Which, if you remember, one of the things when they did the variant thing was uh, the robot thing. Remember he went through the little uh, like t- uh, TSA-style like x-ray machine? And the, the, the uh, little person oh, yeah. was like, oh, if you're a robot, it'll you know obliterate you into pieces. Yeah. So, obviously, they don't want robots going into the TVA, and then they have robots running in charge TVA. of this, which we kind of know, but we'll, we'll save that, you know, anticipation for later. But, yeah, so there was some sort of robot. So, I, I think that robot subplot might be a little bit more important than people think. Yeah. Because that wasn't just a throwaway line. Like, there was an actual scene with it, and then these guys are robots and all that. So I think it was probably – you're probably reading into it too much, but maybe. I'm not reading into anything too much, Ty. <laughs> He doesn't want – Kang the Conqueror doesn't want Ooh. robots in there because it'll fuck with his technology. Okay, so that's the whole thing. So we have Loki and Sylvie. They get kidnapped on um, Lamentis because they were falling in love with each other or Yeah, is himself. that like a – that's like a nexus event people are saying. Huge spike on the timeline. Which my theory was completely wrong about another Loki saving them. There was another Loki in this episode, so my article wasn't completely wrong about a, a, a Loki. The, the post-credit Loki. Definitely showing up in this episode. Yeah. I just didn't think it would happen this way, that they would literally just fall in love and that would cause the TVA to, you know, kidnap them. Um, People are saying that the reason that caused such a spike, Jay, is because Loki was never meant to love himself. Oh, yeah. Sad. That is kind of sad. Yeah. And then he fell in love with himself. They're like, wait a minute. That is sad. Yeah. But continue. Yeah, because you compare that to his the, the time loop they put him in and he kept getting uh, – punched by uh sif and you know yep. told him he's always gonna be alone all this stuff so 
I didn't even think of it like that. That's a good point. Um, but the whole episode is pretty much just breaking down the TVA and Loki getting Owen Wilson to buy in that he was once to a variant, uh, which we do know. And um, Sylvie kidnapping the mind of B25? B15? So B15. There's there's C20, B15, um, you know, and showing her that she had a life before. Yep. And it's just breaking out the TVA. Owen Wilson, Mobius, dead. Is he in the Mobius verse? Just... Just the most like like you know Finding Nemo with the mines with the seagulls. Yeah, you just walk into the Mobius verse and she's like, wow, wow. Well, Riley wow. Me a, sent me a tweet right now that yeah. was it was like Lightning McQueen and all these different <laughs> Owen Wilson characters. Cowboy from Night at the Museum. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe uh, the guy from Bliss. How about that character? Oh fuck that guy. Is he gonna be in there? Fuck that guy. <laughs> um, no, but so Mobius. So there's I I, I think he's gone. Which but is unfortunate. they can also pull it off where he's not gone. I think I wouldn't 100% rule out him returning returning in the series. But if we do get Owen Wilson back in the series, I don't think it is going to be this version of Mobius. So there is a theory that was going on uh, before this episode is that Mobius was kind of getting his memory wiped. And Mobius himself was kind of living in a time loop so that the Mobius, Mobius agent – was because he was, you know, we're assuming he was like a detective in his real life. That's why he's, you know, like the main guy doing this shit. Because he's a detective and because he always thinks about things, he continually starts to question the TVA. And then once he starts questioning it, that's when they zap him up or whatever. And they get another, you know, Mobius variant, whatever. Kind of and it's just kind of like a, a time loop of this Mobius guy, but because he's so, you know, valuable that they have to keep him around. But he keeps you know figuring it out one way or another and then you just keep going and going and there were some signs like episode two i believe when he goes into lavora lavor where's that what's the girl's name what's her name oh Navora? fuck i don't know um, i'm so bad with the names uh he goes into her office and there's all the ring the coffee rings that i have on my podcasting table right here um <laughs> and she tells him to use a coaster and he's like oh all these rings are already here and she was like you know those are from you and he had no memory of doing mm. that and then there was a pen where he's writing with a pen. He's like, oh, where'd you get this from or whatever. And then all the artifacts that she has, like all the trophies. Uh-huh. And he's like, oh, where'd you get that? Where'd you get that? And she was like, we did that together. We did that together. He doesn't remember any of it. So there was that theory that he keeps getting either his memory wiped or it's like a new Mobius. Every time. You know, every time um, that they're, you know, continually doing this. So I wouldn't be surprised if, like, there's a big reveal, like, episode five. Like, Mobius is back and Loki's like, oh, my God, Mobius. And then it's like – he just acts normal with them, like lo- like you know, like he yep. did in the beginning of the show or whatever. Just and another like, variant who doesn't have any of the same memories the yeah, Mobius like, we've seen. Yeah, they just picked up the Mo- another Mobius variant, pretty much, because in the comics, like the Mobius character in the TVA is kind of like a, it, it's it's just he's like he's been multiple people and he's kind of just like supposed to be like a generic kind of TVA kind of you know whatever guy. Like I know he's he's been represented by different like you know characters or whatnot and. Um, you know, working for Kang and stuff on the in the comics and certain ones. And, you know, part of it, too, was when they were zapping Sylvie, mm-hmm. if you remember. Well, they were going to zap Sylvie and Loki. Um, the timekeepers, the, the three robots, specifically wanted Mobius to also be there. So that's oh. when part of me was thinking, like, oh, is that the process in which they're going to fucking zap him, too, and then yeah. create a new one or whatever the case is or wipe his memory? And then Ravona had to do it earlier. Yeah. So... That's that was my thoughts on Mobius potentially returning. Uh, my thought is I fucking loved Owen Wilson in this series, and I'm sad that they killed his character off, and I hope he comes back. 
Because he was fantastic. He was one of the fucking shining stars of this series. Yeah, I think it's going to be, if he does come back, I, I don't, again, I don't know if it's going to be like a Mobius verse. Or maybe, maybe he gets sent to a thing and there's a bunch of fucking Mobiuses, but all the ones that have been zapped away. But I don't know, you know. I mean, we'll see. I, I So I don't understand, like, is is he like dead? Like, did the thing kill him and then like, since he died, he went somewhere? Or does it just like teleport you somewhere? Loki? Loki and assuming Mobius because they both got pruned. Well, okay, so that's obviously something they have to explain next episode. And I wouldn't be shocked if it was a Loki is a, a, an exception to the norm. Since he's a god, a, a nexus being, or whatever you want yeah. to call it. Yeah, a nexus being he could across, a di- you know, across different timelines, multiverses, whatever. And that for that reason, he's not dead, dead. Uh, whereas maybe Mobius, if he's just a normal variant, he's dead, dead. Or maybe it's a... You know, because if you look at Kang, because I was doing some research on Kang, who is going to be kind of the big bad reveal behind all this. I mean, I think, you know, Lavor. Assumedly. What's Lavor? The girl's name? Ravona. Ravona. Um, in the comics, she is his girlfriend um, who he, like, loves, but she doesn't love him back. And then she, like, takes a bullet for him, and then they fall in love. All this stuff, you know, comic books. Yep. Um, you know, I don't I don't know necessarily if he's – I see. I saw one tweet that said, like, oh, they're wasting Kang the Conqueror in a TV show. And it's like – well, no, they're not going to fucking. I don't think they're going to defeat King the Conqueror in this fucking TV show. Like he's going to be the the Thanos to the first Avengers, where it's like he's the guy behind it all, but he's not the villain of the series because he's already confirmed for Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania. Yeah. Um. So he's going to be the big bad of that, and assumedly another. Well, he might team not even movie. be a Than. He might just be like a Loki, like a mid tier boss. I don't know. I don't know if he's like Thanos level. Well, I'm just saying because like Avengers one, Loki was the villain, but Loki was working for Thanos. What if Kang's working for someone else? Oh. No, but Kang's well, I think actually, Ravona's working for Kang. Yeah, but then what if... I don't know. It's uh, just like a tier list and he's yeah. in a pyramid scheme? Uh, Kang is... Uh, he's also very um, connected with the Fantastic Four, so that's 100% going to be he's, how they introduce that. He's the son of Mr. Fantastic and Sue Storm? It's... No, he's... When I did the research, when I was looking, it's... He's the son of Reed Richards dad who was a time traveler and like went to the future some crazy and had shit yeah Kang. so he would be like reed richards half brother nathaniel richards is uh king the conqueror's real name um yeah so him pretty much so he's born in the 30th century earth 63011 um he was because richards brought peace to the war turn the Nathaniel Richards, born in this reality, is said to be a descendant of the benefactor through Reed Richards, although other records indicate that he may also be a descendant of Latervian monarch known as Doctor Doom. I don't know. He's he's tied Latverian. into the <laughs> he's tied into the uh, the Fantastic Four either way. But I was doing research, you know, on him and like his superpowers and stuff, and he doesn't really have any superpowers. He's just a fucking genius, and he's from the future, so he has a bunch of this futuristic technology. Yeah. So maybe the pruning devices is just like a futuristic thing that doesn't actually like kill them. I don't know. And he's just real big on conquering. Yeah. Um, but everything in the comics that I've read, I mean, I haven't read every single comic. I just did research on the character itself. Like, this is a new story they're telling. I'm sure they'll take some inspirations from some things. Yeah, it's but like they do with all their new shit. Yeah, there hasn't been, like, a direct TVA storyline we could point to. I don't know what his motives would be. I don't know how long he's been behind the TVA. Like, because the TVA has obviously had power. It's not like it's a powerless thing. I mean, they had the fucking Infinity Stones there, and they were able to literally teleport throughout all of time. Yeah. Maybe they're utilizing, you know, the quantum um, the quantum realm in the same way the Avengers did, um, you know, just in a different way with those portals, the Tempads. Well, it's believed that they're in the quantum realm. That's like the, the theory. 
Oh, yeah, because there's that little city in the back of... And that could explain why the Infinity Stones don't have any power there and why... Time works differently there. And their powers and stuff. That might actually be... Yeah. I think they're in the Quantum Realm. And that's how they're outside of time. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, I didn't even think of it like that. Um... So, yeah, I don't – he's not going to be defeated. He's obviously, like you said, an Ant-Man and the Wasp. He's going to be set up in future projects. Ant-Man and the Wasp doesn't come out until 2023. It's a long time from now. Um, I think he's just going to be set up as the, you know, the, the, the guy behind everything in this show. And maybe it's one of those things where, like, Loki and Sylvie kind of stop his sacred timeline, whatever he's doing. But he, they don't defeat Kang himself. Mm-hmm. And he just gets sent back to the 31st century. And then, you know, the end credit scene is him coming back. Whatever the case is, um, he's obviously going to be back. Now – Question for you here, Jay. Have you seen iRobot? Uh, a long time ago. <laughs> Do you remember the plot of iRobot? I don't. I and really it's don't. like an AI is the main villain. Okay. Controlling the other robots. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a theory that um, Miss Minutes okay. is the villain. Okay. And it's not going to be King. It's going to be just like a another bullshit tease. Yeah. And Miss Minutes is going to be the villain, and she's had the robots working for her, and she's like this AI thing who's actually evil. I wouldn't be surprised if they did that. I would be so pissed off. I wouldn't be surprised if they did that, and then the very end of the show, it's like, I don't know, Kang hears about this or some bullshit. Like, obviously, Kang is connected in somehow, and I wouldn't be surprised, yeah, if he has nothing to do with anything that's happening now, like you just said, and it's literally just like end credit scene, episode six, you get a Kang tease that he exists. I, I will be upset if we don't get any King tease at all. Yeah. Yeah. Because they've been going on with a lot of these different shows and series and stuff. And we've yet to get, like, a big bad from any of them. Yeah. Um. You know, you look at WandaVision and, like, it was Catherine Hahn's character was the big bad when everyone thought it would be more. And then she ended up being nothing. Um. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I guess if you want to call the broker chick. Yeah. The big bad, that's kind of a letdown. I I want something. Give me something, Marvel. Well, they're obviously – see, this is the thing because we talk about Kang. We talk about all these different things. And, like, we've talked about Kang potentially being the big bad. We've talked about the Dark Avengers yep. being – Oh, shit, Ty. So, yeah, we talked about the Dark Avengers. We've we talked about we the Young talk Avengers. We the trailer. Um, I didn't watch it. Okay. <laughs> um, so – I, again, I wouldn't be surprised if they did do the Kang thing yet because they, they don't want to rush these things, you know. Yeah. Um, one thing, though, about the Dark Avengers is I was looking. It looks like there's a like an evil Thor. I don't know who it is, but at the end of the Loki end credit scene, we have the, the Loki Thor. Well, we have Robert E. Lee. Is that his name? Robert E. I think that was the uh, oh, yeah. Confederate Robert General. E. Grant? <laughs> yeah. Richard E. Grant. Richard Grant. Uh, as the old Loki, which is like supposed to be like the classic Loki that's in the comics, like with his get up and everything. Yep. We have young Loki. Yep. We have Crocodile Loki. Fuck yeah. Which I think goes with Throg. It's a, it's a Frog Thor. Which I love. It's like an animal comic. Like Spider-Ham. Probably Spider-Ham, yeah. Which I love because I'm just into those kind of characters. Fuck yeah. And then we have that Thor Loki. Maybe that's the maybe he's part of the you know I'm just speculating way far in advance but maybe that guy could be part of the Dark Avengers like that's the bad Thor that's in the bad because you have what's his name from uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier uh, U.S. Patriot U.S. Yep Agent U.S. Agent U.S. Agent you have uh, 
they could do something with Wanda if they really wanted to. I, I don't think she's. I think she's in the Dark Avengers. Some you know the comics, but they could easily put her in there. They're setting up other things, you know, with uh, the Hulk villain and then She Hulk coming up. They could do the something Hulk there. Villain. Well, not villain. Uh, general. The guy who like oh the Thunderbolts guy. Yeah. Um, there's also you like have nothing on the Shang Chi trailer. No, I know Abomination's there. Abomination's and in he it. Fights uh, the guy from Doctor Strange. Wong. Yeah. Abomination very much could be another Dark Avenger. Yeah. I mean, he's already connected to Thunderbolt because that's kind of who he worked for in the Hulk movie. Yeah. Um, they Yeah, they have a lot of fucking ways they could go if they want to pull from this. I know that there's the kid Loki, and like we've done Dark Avengers theories. We've also done a lot of Young Avengers theories. Yep. Um, I believe kid Loki's part of the Young Avengers. Which I talked about Sylvie being part of the Young Avengers. <laughs> Way too old. <laughs> but... This little fella holding an alligator. I hope he brings the alligator with him if he is part of the Young Adventures. I hope so, too. Like, they just have a, a crime-fighting alligator. I hope so, too. Because that'd be electric. Um, yeah, and I just thought of this right now, but to touch on the Mobius thing that I, I mentioned, um, you know, Mobius always kind of figuring this out, is what if this is like – I wouldn't be surprised if the big story of this show and the TVA quote-unquote existing in their – being a quote-unquote sacred timeline, is what if they're literally trying to get to Loki in some way, shape, or form? Like, what if the entire goal of this maybe wasn't to kill – like, maybe they're trying to get something out of the Lokis. Because the only ways I think of that is the Loki-verse. There's multiple Lokis, you know, that we all just mentioned. I'm assuming all those guys have already been zapped by the TVA. Yeah. And Sylvie's another one. And we have this Loki. And we have the Mobius thing where the theory is that he keeps, you know, forgetting – and Mobius had a, a line that I think I didn't see anyone talking about. He had a throwaway line where he said, like, my whole life has been Loki, Loki, yep. Loki, or whatever. I was going to bring that up, yeah. What if the, the the background of this isn't even, like, Kang? Maybe Kang's trying to get something out of Loki. Maybe it's not Kang. Maybe there is no there is no real sacred timeline. Maybe the whole thing is, like, they're trying to, for some shape or form, because Loki is, you know, a god and the god of mischief or whatever, there's something they want from Loki, and they keep getting in these different loops. Or maybe they don't want anything from Loki, and it's just maybe Loki always breaks the timeline because he's the god of mischief. That's and his they thing. always have to go through this. Um, but that's another reason I think Mobius could be back, because there may be every Loki that's been fucking zapped, there was a fucking Mobius that worked with him because he was the only one that could work with them. And maybe there's something very specific they're trying to get out of it, and each time it goes wrong or whatever. I don't know. I think this isn't the first, like, there's been so many Lokis. And even Sylvie, when she asked him, like, oh, what did I do? you know, for my Nexus event to happen. And She's like, I don't remember. What if she did nothing? I mean, my theory was she was just a girl, and that's what it was. Yeah, there like, wasn't supposed to be a girl Loki. Was, he's supposed to be a guy. But if it was not that, like, what if they literally just plucked her up because they were like, okay, well, we're trying to get something, maybe this Loki, whatever. I don't know. And maybe after she got away, it was like, ah, oh, shit, let's hit the brakes and let the Lokis kind of live out their lives. Yeah. Instead of plucking them at a young age. Yeah. I don't know, man. I'm excited for these next two episodes. Yeah, there's a lot of directions they can go. And there's also that ship that I wrote the article about. Yep. The USS Eldridge. Philadelphia Experiment. Uh, 100% going to use that in some shape or form. There's yet to be seen the Loki for president um, yeah. scene in the trailers, which absolutely those are other Lokis behind him now. Yeah, well, that's what I wrote in the other Loki article. Well, like, yeah, like we assumed, that. but like vigorously confirmed right now mm -hmm. with the Loki-verse. Well, and they played it up perfectly, too, because in the first trailer, all those other Lokis, they, like, point their weapons at him. And he's like, what'd you expect? And, like, so they're kind of playing it off like I think he's fighting them. But he easily could they're be. They're working just, for him. Yeah, it's a bunch of different Lokis, and he fucking said something or whatever. And so a bunch of other Lokis are like, 
you know, they could easily point their weapons at him. That doesn't mean they're not working together or whatever. Yeah. Just a way to kind of shift the focus off of it. Um, also, not sure if it matters or whatnot, but when he goes to the Loki-verse, he's in like a like an apocalyptic city. New York City. Like that city's just fucked. It's New York City. Is it? Yeah, the Avengers Tower is in the background. I didn't, I didn't catch that. I just saw all the buildings destroyed. Yeah, it's the same uh, from the trailer where he's standing and there's the apocalyptic New York. That's the same setting. I don't remember that shot, but... I oh, yeah, it. it's apocalyptic New York, and he's just standing there, like, looking around. Maybe that's a timeline where he won the Battle of New York. Yeah. Maybe. And then that's just where they hang out. It's an apocalyptic event. No one survived. And it's an apocalyptic event that wasn't supposed to happen, so it's not on their radar, on their timeline. Yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't know. I'm excited to see what they do with these next two episodes. Um, I know Tom Hiddleston said that, like, oh, we start we start a story in four and wrap it up in five. So I think whatever's going on with this Loki verse, he returns to the TVA or some shit mm-hmm. by the end of it. And then episode six is King or Miss Minutes or whatever the fucking finale is going to be. Miss Minutes. Whoever they reveal as the villain, if it is just Ravona, But I don't think so because Sylvie already kind of has her cornered. Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they wrap it up. But this this show has been fucking fantastic. Um, I, like, I don't like that they, they brushed over the bombed timeline and all the different branches and just decided we're not going to explain how we got rid of all those. Yeah. Um, but I'm hopeful that by the end of this, it does have a lasting impact on the MCU as a whole. We get someone to come out of it. Something changes, whether it's the multiverse, whether it's King, something permanent happens. Well, that's why I didn't want to hop on the whole multiverse kind of theory when everyone was having it. Just, it was just another tease, I think, by them. And like I said to you last night, I think the explanation is just, you know, Sylvie was literally just trying to distract the TVA and just get, them get all, to all leave. the agent, agents out of the TVA and then go and get to the, the timekeepers. Because they did have the scene episode two or three, whatever. I think it was episode three, where you see all the soldiers kind of going through the temp pads and like going to go fix everything and, you know, set those reset charges and everything. So, yeah, I don't think her goal was necessarily to disrupt the timeline and all this stuff. And maybe the timeline. Maybe there is no, like, nexus. I don't know why they w- they would want to stop it then. I was going to say, maybe if it gets past that red line, nothing really happens. Yeah, then there would be no point of them existing. Uh, well, unless the TVA agents think something's going to happen, but in reality, nothing happens. But then why would why would Kang have them doing all that? To keep them distracted. To get to Loki. Okay. I just, I'm, t- I'm not putting past the whole, like, the whole point of the series literally being like they're trying to get something out of Just Loki's. Loki's. Yeah. I mean, I don't hate it. I think it's King. I think that they tease the mul- the former multiverse war, and who better to win a multiverse war than a guy whose name is literally the Conqueror, <laughs> and he won it. And any other timeline that gets branched off becomes a threat to his ruling ability. I don't even know if it's a timeline though. I don't know if this timeline thing is even real anymore, especially if they're in the quantum realm and they're just, you know, I I just don't know. I don't know either. Um, but I, I like the King. I want King. Give me something. Because, like, King's from the future, so what if... Here's Okay, here's a theory I was thinking of last night. What if his quote-unquote sacred timeline is a very specific number of events that have to happen for him to be in power in his, like, his uh, when he's alive in the 31st, 30th century? So, and his, his whole goal with all this has been keeping that to happen... That way he remains in power, and if it goes off, then something changes, butterfly effect. He's no longer, you know. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. 
I don't hate that. That was something I thought of. But they can't just – I don't think it's going to be something like that that's going to necessarily defeat him this early on. That's why, I, like, I think Kang could be attached in some way. He has to be, I mean, with the, the girl character. But at the same time, like, it's like how do you attach him without, like, outright defeating him and keeping him around because you're not – you aren't going to waste him for a show, especially when he hasn't even been in the show yet and he's already yeah. confirmed for another movie. And Well, I think it's it's not necessarily defeating him. I think it's taking down the TVA to allow the multiverse or whatever, and then we get the Doctor Strange. And then it's him trying to regain power in the future, trying to become that strong, you know, multiple reality ruler that he wants to be. I think he has that power. I think he's going to lose it, and it's going to be the quest for him to get it back. Perhaps. That's what I'm hoping for. I don't know. I'm excited. This has been fun. Yeah, it's got implications. Maybe. Hopefully. Have you seen the WandaVision stuff? Yeah, they changed the post credit scene. That's bullshit. I don't. I don't buy into that at all. I think they said it was a. I don't know why they would change it. Um, but like the oh, it's Doctor Strange moving through the trees. They said it was just like a visual effects glitch. Yeah, that's like they just fucked up. It was like a little black, and then some of the trees went from being dead to not, or being green to being dead. I I don't know if it was just like a touch up. They yeah, it was like probably, we got some extra time. We want to make this look better. They probably just noticed something really minute, like or they noticed like. Maybe they were like, maybe it was a a mistake, a goof. Maybe when that Wanda scene happens, the end credit scene, maybe it's supposed to be fucking winter and all the trees were alive. And maybe someone realized like, hey, guys, like this scene that's going to happen, you know, in a future movie when we call back to it is in January and all the trees are fucking alive. Let's maybe, fix it now. And instead make of having a wreck dead. on it. Yeah. And, you know, because it, it's inconsequential, you know, it doesn't matter if the trees are alive and then they're dead in the next movie. But someone will point it out. And if you have the extra time, you know, just fucking fix it. Yeah. And I mean, seeing as how it's a post credit scene, it was probably the last thing they shot. Yeah. And did. It was like a little add on at the end. Um, so it makes sense that they would kind of have rushed that compared to everything else. And then be like, ah, let's change this a little. Yeah. I just think it was a small minute detail that they didn't think anyone would pick up on yeah. and i wouldn't be surprised if they've done this with other shit too well maybe not movies maybe on dvd releases i don't know but this is the one thing where they can go and adjust yeah so and i had people overlook think into it too much uh you got anything else on loki ty nope nope i'm excited for next week all right maybe do we one other question do we see thor in this series we got asgard with young sylvie do we get a thor no i don't think so Maybe like a if they show Loki Thor or whoever that guy is, maybe maybe it's like a flashback scene. I don't know if we see Chris Hemsworth in any new acting. Maybe it's a scene from a previous Thor movie. We've kind of already seen that. Um, I don't think so. Okay. Within the Lines would not be possible without Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast and has been how we have made our podcast for over two years now. Anchor has everything we could need to make a podcast. And if you were thinking about starting your own podcast, you definitely should take advantage of their resources. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. We have fancy mics. You don't need a fancy mic to use Anchor. When hosting on Anchor, you can even distribute your podcast to listening platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, wherever you want to listen to your podcast. Anchor does that work for you. You think me and Tyler are smart enough to figure this stuff out by ourselves? Absolutely not. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And of course, the best part, because me and Tyler are cheapies, Anchor is totally free. Anchor's been great for us. It's been what we have been using. Um, we highly, highly recommend it. And if you were thinking about making a podcast yourself, we encourage you to download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. 
Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Let's get back to the pod. Fast 9, Ty. <sighs> the movie of the summer. Released. Was supposed to be last year. Was like the first big COVID um, kind of pushback. I think James Bond was. This is the second. Who cares about James Bond? British people. <laughs> F9, the ninth film, tenth film in the Fast and the Furious franchise, if we're counting Hobbs and ninth, Shaw. Ninth main line. Um... Vin Diesel's Tom Dom Toretto is leading a quiet life off the grid with Letty and his son, Little Brian. But they know that danger always lurks around just just over their peaceful horizon. What kind of fucking sentence is that? This time, that threat will force Dom to confront the sins of his past if he's going to save those he loves most. His crew joins together to stop a world-shattering plot led by the most skilled assassin and high-performance driver they've ever encountered. A man who also happens to be Dom's forsaken brother, Jacob. Yeah. Do you know he spelled Jacob J-A-K-O-B? Yeah. That's just not how you spell Jacob. Uh, how old do you think Vin Diesel is? <sighs> Fucking 48. 53. I thought he was older. Or should I say Mark Sinclair? Should we just always call him Mark Sinclair? Because that's his real name. <laughs> <laughs> just give him no respect in the Vin Diesel. Fucking Vin Diesel, man. He makes a lot of money. He's got this big franchise. He doesn't have to do anything else. He really doesn't. He's got Groot, and he's got this. And that's all he needs. And he fucking loves him, too. He tried Bloodshot. I never saw it, but I'm sure it sucked. He's tried some other stuff. Riddick. He just needs Fast and the Furious. Triple X. Triple X. My personal favorite. The, uh, fuck, where is it? The Pacifier. Loved that yeah, movie as a kid. He's a babysitter. Loved that movie as a kid. I'm sure if I went back and watched I'm it, it'd be absolutely horrid. I was concerned when you brought up Vin Diesel's name that John Cena's name wasn't John Cena. Um, he's actually John Felix Anthony Cena Jr. So he's so, leaning into his heritage. His dad was also John Cena. <laughs> um, oh, shit. He got married? I didn't know he got married. This fucking movie, man. I know. you Because you didn't go into it with the right attitude, Ty. I was hoping it would be good. I was hoping it would be better. It wasn't. It was the most... What were you expecting? It was the most Fast and Furious movie of all the Fast and Furious movies. I'm going to remember you said that with a very specific category. Um, but in the worst way... Uh-huh, uh-huh. But I did give it a good score for that category. Because they were doing what they wanted to do. It's been done better, but just with the story and everything else. This was the most... Just, Just a general... It feels like they only have Yes Man in the writing room and on set. They're just set. having fun. To where they literally do don't, yes second, they don't second guess or change anything. They're like, hey, Roman would say something quippy here. Write a joke. And they write a joke and use the first joke they have. Bro, they're just having fun with this. I'm sure it's a blast film. I will say that. John Cena probably jumped at the opportunity to be in this movie just because it seems like a great fucking time and he got to drive a bitch in Mustang. I just think you're holding this movie to – I'm not saying – that again, this isn't getting a great score, but compared to other movies we have recently reviewed, it falls in the exact same kind of category no. of movies. And for some reason, this one is like, oh, 
I want this to go back to the original Fast and the Furious when 1, 2, 3, and 4 were the worst rated movies when it was just street racing because they realized no one cares about just street racing. Uh, I do. I care about street racing. They care about the having scene, fun. The best scene in this movie was the one street race. They care about having fun and doing crazy shit because these are turn your brain off movies, dad action movies, it's, and just what crazy <sighs> shit can we do? So it's scored similarly to other similar movies except for two categories, which brought it below possibly other movies. You're just a hater. I knew this would happen. You went into this movie wanting to hate. It. I did not, and that of course that's going to be the outcome when you go into a movie like that. It was. It, it was. You go into a movie that's not made for a fun. Good film. You go into a movie that's made for fun, not wanting to have fun, and you're not going to. I have need. Fun. I need a reason to enjoy what's happening on screen rather than just putting stuff on screen. Kong versus Godzilla. There's no fucking reason other than they're just fucking fighting, and it didn't score that well in certain categories based on that. But the fighting was fucking awesome. And so it scored well in a few categories. This one, it scored okay in one category or two categories. Let's discuss it, Jay. I think you have just, you have taken this as your niche, and you cannot go against I, this, it. This just isn't, this just isn't a unique take. These are objectively bad movies. Really? Because each one has gotten a, a fresh score since four. Every single one. These are objectively bad movies. Every single one has gotten a fresh score since four. The ones that you like so much are the only rotten ones. My favorite's five, so. Another absurd, absurd fucking, they do, they literally the reason I like a bank Yeah, vault. the reason I like five the most is because it reminds me kind of like, um, what's that one Vegas heist movie? Oceans? Oceans? It feels like Oceans. It's like they get a team together and they each have their own jobs and they do a heist. That's fucking fun. That's a fun story to follow with the absurd action. They have their own jobs in this. Seven was probably when the franchise should have ended. Should have ended on that, them splitting away. And now they just keep going, which is a problem. People don't agree, Ty. They're still making a shit ton of money, and they're still getting good scores. I mean, 60% on Rotten Tomatoes is not a great score. For a dad action movie? That's great. I'm, it's good. When you look at other dad action movies, they did not get these good of scores. This is just like the most out there. 58% Metacritic. 5.5 on IMDb. They're just mid. Okay, they're mid. And you're going to give it like a 40. I'm not giving it a 40. I will say it's above a 40. <laughs> oh, Ty. Plot slash story, I gave this an 8. I gave it a 6. Okay. Um, It was just ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> Which I was expecting. I have no problem with this. Yeah. Um, There was just, he was like, we're living a quiet life now. And then people show up. And she's like, I'm leaving. He's like, I have a kid. And now we see him with his team and no, <laughs> nothing to do with, like, where did the kid go? And it's, like, 20 minutes later they explain. Yeah. And yeah. it's just, like, they tr – like, it made me laugh that they were, like, we're going to try and use the I'm out of the game plot, but we're going to abandon it four minutes into the movie. <laughs> and I expected that, and I'm fine with that. Like, this isn't me shitting on it. It's just funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, and there's a lot of shit that just – they just do it because they, they can do it, and, you know, people coming back from the dead and just retconning that. and Vigorously retconning that. And most absurd thing is there was no, I didn't know I had a brother. He knew he had this brother. His sister knew he had this brother. And Mr. Family has never talked about his brother through nine films. Okay, to be fair, I thought this was actually a good way to write this. How Mr. Family hasn't talked about his brother, because the reason he wouldn't talk about his brother is because his brother... Broke up the family, killed his dad, 
or so he thought he killed his dad. Okay, but Mr. Fan, like, there has been so many different fucking scenes where people have tried to kill him or whatever. Brian tried getting him arrested in but the first movie, and different. then he's and then he's just like, I I accept you, I forgive you. There's different. He wasn't that. He did that to him, but what Jacob did was to his familia. I just he's the most. Like, I get it. He's all about family. But the second anyone is just like, you know what? My bad, Dom. He's like, you're part of my family now. But that's in, unless you fuck with the family. Unless you literally Vin kill Diesel, his dad. John uh, fucking what's his name? Dwayne Johnson. His entire plot was trying to arrest and get rid of their fucking crew until he helps them for one second. Arrest, not kill. And then he he's just like, you're part of my family. Now. Bro, if your brother kills your dad, Ty, you don't have a brother. He still but... brings up that my brother's a piece of shit. I'm sorry. Mr. Familia talks about his brother at one point through the series. Maybe he did off screen. No, he didn't. Never did. No one knew about it. Didn't Letty know who he was? Yeah, Letty knew who he was, too, which exactly. is fucking wild. How's that never been brought up on screen? They've talked about it off screen. They don't talk They don't talk about Jacob. He killed his dad, bro. Most ridiculous shit ever. Also, um, when he goes and sees his dad's old me- mechanic in the garage, yeah. um, he hands him an ice-cold Corona. Yeah. And Vin Diesel does not take a sip of that ice-cold Corona. <laughs> And that's a plot hole in itself. <laughs> I didn't even notice that. He gets the Corona. He opens the beer for him. He holds it, talks to him, sets it down, full of beer, and then leaves. <laughs> and just leaves an open Corona. And I'm sorry. Dom Toretto's drinking a fucking Corona. They have to have some sort of advertising deal where the Coronas have to, Like, they're getting paid to put the Coronas I mean, just, in these movies. It's characterization at this point that he drinks Coronas. But, yes, they absolutely are making money off and that. And that was their scene to do it. And for some reason, he didn't take a drink. Wouldn't it be funny if Vin Diesel's, like, a non- like He's completely dry. He's never had alcohol in his life. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised because he's so much like he's like a light bubbly kind of guy, like in interviews and shit. It's pretty funny. You know, Ty, I would like to say we've talked about this before, but we you might talk about Dom Toretto talking about his brother who looks nothing like him and him never talking about it. But Vin Diesel has an actual twin that looks nothing like him and we never hear anything about. So maybe that was the inspiration to this. Maybe Vin Diesel was like looking at his twin having his yearly conversation with him. It was like, hey, maybe we could play this into Fast 9. But I'm not going to choose you to be the guy. No. I could, it couldn't be you. you. You know, Mark Sinclair and Paul, Sin- Paul Sinclair, no. John Cena, yes. Yeah. My favorite thing in the entire movie is in the flashback scenes where it's young Vin um, or young Dom and young Jacob. Yeah. For one, he's the same age as he probably, like, in those flashbacks, he's the same age as he was in the first Fast and Furious oh, movie. Oh, yeah. Just yeah. looks nothing like him. Yeah, that was bad. That was... And the fact that he's so much bigger than young Jacob <laughs> is, in my mind, that's how big Vin Diesel thinks he is compared to now John Cena. Yeah. Like, no, he thinks sure. he's that much bigger and looks down on young John Cena. So, casting, he was like, I need a guy who's, like, six inches shorter than young me. Yeah, for sure. I'm when I, After that, I was looking to see if there would when they did their face-off scenes, if Vin Diesel would be, like, standing over him uh-huh. to see it, like, on stilts or whatever, kind of like Tom Cruise does. Um, because, yeah, Vin Diesel definitely has a fucking ego, a massive ego. Victoria laughed out loud um, when Jacob kind of turns and is a good guy. Vin Diesel's, like, standing in the street, and Jacob gets out of his car and, like, goes to meet him. And the shot of Vin Diesel, his fists are clenched so fucking tight that he's flexing as hard as he possibly can <laughs> to look as big as he can for the face-off. And I didn't notice it, and Victoria did, and she laughed out loud in the theater. And I was laughing. I was like, he's got to look big. That's his moment to fucking shine. I laughed at a lot, too, dude, this movie, um, in a good way. But, I mean, shit, we've seen it just Vin Diesel as a person. I I mean, I don't know him as a person, but as a movie maker, uh, he knows what he wants these movies to be. Uh, He wants them to make a lot of money and have a lot of fun, and he wants to be the the badass. He wants to be the guy. And that's why him and The Rock 
aren't working together anymore. That's why Hobbs and Shaw exists. There's been a lot of reported, you know, just clashing over egos because, like, you have Vin Diesel who thinks he's the biggest guy in Hollywood, and then you have The Rock who, who is the biggest objectively. guy in Hollywood. <laughs> um, you know, and Dwayne Johnson's six five, and Vin Diesel's six foot, and I think in those movies they stand eye to eye. So, oh, they do. No, he's on um, boxes off camera every and time. John Cena's six one and Vin Diesel's six foot, so at least they're the same height. But yeah, I noticed that too. How small, like, and I just laugh thinking of like, I wish they did would have done like a Jacob workout montage. How he went from this, I mean, scrawny the, little kid to the fucking guy himself. Jacked. At least looked like John Cena. Like it looked like it could theoretically the be a younger John Cena. Um, besides the fact that he was, you know, five seven at the age of what twenty at this time, and skinny you could get muscular i don't know if you're growing six inches at the age of 21 not only that i don't know if you get you that muscular off that build fuck yeah <laughs> no i'm I, sure you could get mu- john cena i think he used to be skinny i don't think so i'm looking up john cena young pictures and he's huge his entire life skinny john cena it's just a fucking photo i also love how they were like We'll just do a shitty casting for Dom because God forbid we spend the money on de aging technology when we have I all know. the scenes of young yeah. Dom. Well, no, they just didn't want to spend the money to do that because they'd rather have more explosions. They'd rather have cars drive through a minefield, which was pretty sick. <laughs> it was fast and furious, which was pretty sick. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know why they didn't do the de aging thing. Like you aggressively have large amounts of footage of him at this age. Well, they also you. Well, when is the first Fast and the Furious movie? What year? You know? Because they said this whole accident was like '96. I think Fast and the Furious one is like 2001. Yeah, 2001. So this was right before this yeah. happened. Yeah, that sounds right. Because he's like just out of jail or whatever in the first one. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't look anything like him. <sighs> it was bad. I, I yeah they they should have done the de aging thing, but especially they've already done it with Paul Walker. I mean, they did, it wasn't de aging, but like you know they used his brother, his brother and you know tweaked it and whatnot. Um, just the glow up of these movies, though. Budget for this film was over two hundred million, and the budget for the first film was thirty eight million. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. They're just the the glow up is real. These things are money makers. This is probably Universal's biggest money maker. Easily. Um, I I don't know anything else. It's it's overseas too. Oh yeah. Like, the Chinese market fucking loves these films. Way more than we do in the United States. I had a great time. Like, it, it's insane how much, like, the percentage that comes from overseas. Well, revenue. it's it's a it's a culture thing, you know. There's American culture, and... I think they like laughing at the dumb Americans who drive fast cars. That's what I think. They do not pay that much money just to laugh at it. I they think they do. It. No, there's there's a culture thing. That's why the, the superhero movies do so well, too. Um, superhero movies do a lot better in America than these do. Like, not even close. Well, yeah, that's big, but they're the fucking biggest movies of all time. Yeah. But they also do really, really well internationally. They, you know, the international no, I think, still loves them a I lot. I think, like, F8 did more than, like, Infinity War in China. You're going to have to look that up. Don't quote don't me on that, that, but I feel like they did. The only one I know for sure didn't do great was Black Panther. Like, great compared to domestic was Black Panther, and that was, like, a, you know, obvious reasons. Um, Funny enough, Furious isn't – yeah, because Furious doesn't reach that upper echelon, 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 furious. just the Furious franchise. Doesn't reach that upper echelon that the MCU movies do. I, I think it's actually the Fast franchise. Whatever. Does it fucking matter? 
Um, well, they actually do. So, yeah, I mean, Furious 7 did 1.5 bill. It did 353 um, domestically. But can you guess the highest grossing film, universal film of all time? It is not Furious 7. Furious 7 is number two. It is not going to be Furious 9 be- or um, F9 because COVID. Is it like a Transformers movie? No. What is it? Jurassic World. Oh, that makes sense. 1.6 billion. Yeah. 652 million. People do be liking dinosaurs. You know, I said it wasn't going to happen when there was that rumor that they do like a Jurassic World Furious mashup. But after this, who fucking knows? And I would be there for it. I would fucking just imagine. Oh, dude. They already got this scene in the bag of Vin Diesel driving his fucking. What kind of car is Dodge that? Charger. A do- <laughs> driving his supercharged charger next to the, the, the little running dinosaurs that run really fast. Velociraptors. Yeah. He's going to be racing a fucking Velociraptor to, Did like, you, go save Chris Pratt or something. There's going to be a scene of someone, like, jumping off a cliff and then, like, jumping out of their car and, like, basically, like, like throwing a right hook to a T-Rex but with a car. <laughs> I just imagine Chris Pratt, like, stranded, like, oh, shit, here comes a Velociraptor. And then Vin Diesel just looks over and fucking – and fucking – outdoes the outruns the velociraptor which i don't think i mean velociraptors probably don't run like 100 miles an hour so will we get a scene of chris pratt riding a velociraptor with the saddle next to dom driving his charger <laughs> yes or will we get a, a them driving like down a long necks like driving oh. on the dinosaur like okay, Fred bronchiosaurus style. yeah and ramping off the dinosaur see once they go into that territory if they really did do a mashup i don't know how you go back from there i mean but i don't know they went to fucking space they in this what did you think of that, Ty? Awful CGI. It looked like shit. But what did you think of the uh... them going to space? Yeah. Um, I thought it was funny. I liked that they brought back the guy from, from Tokyo Drift. I don't know when the Drift guy became a rocket space engineer. <laughs> but I was like, hey, those are those people. Okay. See, I was, I was storing this in the bag, but you didn't say it. I thought you were going to get mad about a car going into space and how a car can never go into space and all this stuff. And I was going to bring up the Tesla Roadster. Mm. But never mind. It was fine. Never mind. It was wrapped in whatever they wanted to. Like, that's the absurd shit where they're like, we're going to explain why this can happen. And I'm like, thank you. Just give me a little explanation of why we should believe this ridiculous shit. And they did. Okay. They had old spacesuits on. Use duct tape. <laughs> uh, what's up next? Visuals and cinematography, Jay. So I know you had a lot bigger of a problem with this than I did. Yeah. Again, I think looking for it, if I'm being honest. I gave it a 14. It was whatever for me. I gave it a 9. Yeah. I don't know. If, I don't know if it was just our fucking screening, or what. But this was like the worst shaky cam hand to hand fight like action scenes, I've seen in a very long time. I think it's the large screen because every time I see a movie on the large screen, I struggle with keeping up, and I have that same problem. Um, I had the same problem with Kong versus Godzilla, and I noticed it here. But I just think because that giant screen at Civic, while it is great, I do think you you get some kind of negative feedback on the up close kind of a lot is happening action scenes because you know it's very blurry and there's you can't fucking see the whole thing plus it's not like real imax like i feel like imax where it's shot for a big screen like that is probably different than when it's shot for a regular size screen thrown on a giant screen yeah um which is possible but like uh, just from what i could tell like it seemed like the fucking cameraman had parkinson's (laughs) like i couldn't follow any of the action scenes and we live in a fucking time now where you have like John Wick and all of these incredibly choreographed fight action scenes and shit that look great. And this movie had more hand to hand fighting combat than it did driving shit. Yeah. And it did not look good at all. The space CGI looked like shit. 
Um, the explosions and everything looked fine. That was <laughs> fucking cool. Yeah, I, I liked the uh, the driving stuff. And yeah, like I said, the hand-to-hand thing, I did notice that too. But I kind of had that same problem with Kong versus Godzilla. So I kind of just chopped it up to that, honestly. Um, but there was some shit in this. I literally looked at Riley after one of the s- driving scenes. I can't tell you which one. But I remember looking at her, I was like, that was fucking cool. Like, I just, that's what I want in these movies. I want cool shit. I know you think it's ridiculous, but when he drives and he latches onto that rope bridge and he swings no. across the fucking Fuck no. canyon. Fuck no. That was fucking cool. That was fucking ridiculous. That was fucking cool. I hated cool. that in the trailer and I hated it, it in no the movie. It made no sense, but that was fucking cool. And how does he just know to release when he gets to the other side? I, it was fucking cool. I like the whole trope in movies. And I mean, Falcon and the Winter Soldier did this too, though, about the whole, like, the second you cross over a border. Oh, we're done. Yeah. <laughs> Like, okay, bye. Like, in reality, any government would probably, like, still shoot the guy who's a foot over the border. Yeah. And, you know, the other government probably wouldn't ever notice unless there's actual like personnel there, there. Which there wasn't in this case. Not even close. Um, there or was a Falcon and the Winter Soldier, really. Very thin rope bridge that connected two countries. Um, no, I, I thought it was fine. Um, 14, I mean, it, it is what it was. I mean, that's pretty low visually for compared to other things. I liked some of the driving scenes, though. Or I liked all of them, really. I thought they were all badass. I, so, I wasn't blown away by the driving scenes in this, as opposed to some of the other Fast and Furious. Like, actually, like I said, like the this movie felt more like hand-to-hand combat than, like, the driving sequences. Yeah. Which, usually, I fucking love the driving sequences and fucking doing that kind of... That's my that's my thing. That's my jam. Well, the end scene, when they're in that, like, tank-looking thing, and they're driving, trying to take it down. And slides upside down for two miles, and they flip it and keep driving. Mm-hmm. That was, I think Marlon Humphrey went on a Twitter rant about it. Why were they in that fucking tank thing? Why didn't they just, like, upload that weapon from, like, a highly secure, you know, guarded mansion? Because then you wouldn't have a cool uh, final scene in Fair. cars. If they're in a building, then they have to get out of the cars. If they're on a mobile operation, they can stop them in cars. What did you think of the Vin Diesel fight scene where he fought, like, eight of their goons at the same time? And, and then pulled jumped? on chains and... Destroyed an entire cement building. Yeah. It's great. He's fucking strong, bro. He's a superhero. Um, Which, <laughs> and this is just, obviously you can't have this happen because it's the movie. But I have this problem with every dad action movie. It's so like, they went into the lair, the bad guy, the rich guy, with all of his men, like a hundred fucking men, with guns. Like, why do you just let them walk? Yeah. Like, you know Dom is literally the the guy who's keeping you from doing this time and time again like we got what we want leave him just shoot him yeah i'm i told riley i'm gonna make a, an action movie where that just happens like you just shoot him and it's done like there's no it won't go over well but there's no like big action scene everything it's just like oh the bad guy wins finn yeah that'll do great box office numbers <laughs> <laughs> well i even said that in like loki last night when we were watching it like there was a scene where like Sylvie didn't stab one of the people. Like, she instead decided to get in that choreographed fight scene with Loki. Like, it looks really cool, and I understand why you have to do it, but, like, just fucking stab him. Like, yeah. I, I get frustrated about that kind of stuff. Um, That's how you make for cool, long action sequences and cool, long stories. Yeah. That's why movies are unrealistic. Exactly, Ty. I want you to remember that. Well, give me your key element score then, Jay. I'll give it an 18. Give it a 15. I this I left the theater saying this was fun. And you know what solidified this getting an 18 for me is I heard an old Mexican man come out of the theater and say this was the best one yet. And I told Riley, he oh. probably says that after every single one because he's just looking at it as 
wants to see absurd, crazy stuff, and they raise the bar each and every time. And it's not the best one. Objectively, this is bottom tier. It is not the best one. But for the, the, dad, the literal dads out there that just want to turn their brain off and watch an action movie, and the, the action, the absurdity is the bar, it, they keep raising it. And that guy had the greatest time of his life. And it was 100% recency bias, and it wasn't the best one yet. But I'm glad he had a good time. Okay. Um, while this was furious, I don't think it was very fast. <laughs> was that going to be your, your, your headline if you wrote an article? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, there was fighting and stuff. The car action scenes weren't that fucking cool to me. There wasn't enough cool driving. Okay. There was um, some street racing. Very, Go back to you, to what you want. Very minimal. And I appreciated it. And I'm okay with the ridiculous nitrous wait till the end to accelerate more, which is just goes against all logic for driving. You want to accelerate fast so you're going faster sooner. But I'm fine with that. Yeah, but he puttered out. I don't know. It really doesn't matter. I'm fine with that. What I'm not okay with is the other ridiculous shit they've been doing this entire time. Um, him not drinking the Corona gets rid of one key element point. <laughs> him not bringing up his brother gets rid of another. Fuck, what I say it was? 15. I just deleted it on accident. Um, it was it was over-the-top ridiculous action, but it wasn't the best. They tried doing as much as they could and fitting it into one fucking movie, but it was what it was, you know? The final scene was, was okay. There was ridiculous shit throughout. Yeah, it was. The minefield scene was just incredible. Yep. Um, <laughs> which I love that they were like, if you go fast enough, you can drive over them. We're going to ignore the fact that they're driving like a V formation and all of their friends are behind them <laughs> who would be getting blown up by the mines that they miss. Yeah. Um, it was fine. I don't know. I just, everything about this series is ridiculous and that's why it gets such a high key element. And you can look back at every movie, like the longest runway in cinema <laughs> history and i believe fast six yeah um i mean that final scene's 45 minutes and they're on a fucking maybe not 45 minutes but it's damn near close and they're on an airline you know a runway and they just, just keep going there you know there's the one i don't know which one it is when they're in abu dhabi and they're literally Seven. driving from building to building yep like there's crazy shit in all of them mm-hmm. and i love it and I'm fine with that. I've, I like I said, I gave this a 15. Like I know that's what's gonna happen. Give me the other shit to care about it. Look, I don't need to care. I'm just having fun. Okay. What'd you think? The part that I uh, audibly laughed out loud was when uh, Vin Diesel, young Dominic, beats young Jacob in the race, and young Jacob just goes no, and then just keeps driving. <laughs> <laughs> like he doesn't even stop. He stops and like, hey man, I actually didn't kill our dad. Like, oh no shit. Okay. <laughs> He just fucking yells no, and then just kept driving. Yeah. That was funny. That made me laugh. I also love how in the, the synopsis, it says the most skilled assassin and driver they've ever encountered. I don't believe that. Hobbs? Or Shaw? Shaw. I can get him confused. But they can, I, I just, he, he keeps coming back. Oh, yeah. He was, he was beating someone up in a body bag. And credit scene, yeah. And then Han showed up. Han going to turn evil? Oh, I think Shaw is technically good now, though, after Hobbs and Shaw. I don't. I never saw Hobbs and Shaw, so I don't know. Is he good? It's, it's objectively a fun movie. You would like it. Okay. It's my favorite of the Fast franchise. Really? I thought Fast Five. It's right there with it. What makes that different than this? That movie? Yeah. I mean, it's just like a, it's just like a regular action movie. The action's a lot better, like the hand-to-hand stuff. 
Um, it's just fun. It's got a decent story. The and it's very funny and enjoyable. Okay. Um, I like they had like a couple like parallel shots with both the guys. How different they are. Yeah. Um, you know what makes me mad? Like actually, up? like this frustrates me. And I know like there's actually I wouldn't say there's a very small contingent of people. There probably is a decent contingent of people that want to see John Cena give Vin Diesel a fucking attitude adjustment. Or otherwise known as the FU back in the mm, day. Thank you. Um, they had to change it because they went PG, so they can no longer call it the FU. That's bullshit. Um, it's now the attitude adjustment. Get your attitude adjusted. Okay. Um, how the fuck doesn't that happen? It's a it's a missed opportunity. Cause the Rock gave uh, Jason Statham a rock bottom in like Fast Six or whatever Fast. Again, I forget all these things. Which one's the rock bottom? Where he kind of gets his like. He locks with his shoulder, so his head's right here, and then he picks him up and he slams him like that. Got it. It was I don't remember which movie it was. He gave him the people's elbow. He didn't like bounce off the edge of two planes and then drop an elbow <laughs> on him because I've been fucking jump sick. off a plane. Oh, <laughs> oh shit! No, but seriously, like he did because they were fighting in like an office space, and he gave him the rock bottom through a table because he just like picked him up, threw his arm over, bam, slammed him. Like John Cena, like the fight scene where they were running. And then they cl- they clash through that person's you know bu- like they could have done a fucking ro- uh, an attitude adjustment off a building onto a car. Sure, yeah. I also love how in this in this movie series, um, falling from very very large heights does not matter if you land on a car. Yeah, if they catch you with a car, you are now safe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro. despite the fact that it saves you maybe a foot of falling. Yeah, but it's not asphalt. It's nice hard car. Sheet metal. What's metal. Car? Just metal. It dents, though. It's more forgiving. Got it. Hey, you got to – would you rather fall on a car or fall on asphalt? I would rather fall on a car. I think in a couple of these scenes, you're dead either way. <laughs> but if you land on the car, you are not. Um, They should have done an attitude adjustment. That makes me mad. I will say, um, and we'll get into it with characters, I wish he would have stayed bad. We didn't get enough bad John Cena. I feel like they rushed his redemption. He wasn't okay. So characters, um, I know you're gonna give this much lower than I did. I gave it a thirteen seven. <laughs> it was not that bad. No. It was the Fast and the Furious people. You know who they are. Yes, but that rich billionaire asshole guy villain was the worst villain I've ever seen in a movie. He was just the most ridiculous, over the top. Like I was watching a children's movie and there needed a villain. Script writing. But then they had Bullcut Girl and Jacob. I loved her cage where it was like, she's so dangerous, we need to put her in a plexiglass cage with laser laser fucking barrier surrounding her. Yeah. And then we're also just going to let her out at the end. To help. <laughs> he did all the help he could get, bro. Um, she wasn't good in 8. Yeah, I didn't see 8. She made Dom fight against his family in 8. Yeah, she killed Dom's wife, right? I think I don't fucking remember really. Um, she's whatever. John Cena's character was fine. Look, so I noticed about John Cena's character is he didn't seem to get a lot of screen time in this, and um, I think that's because Vin Diesel has a massive ego. Yeah, and didn't want him to be in it as much as he should have been. He didn't want him to become the star that Dwayne Johnson did um, from the Fast and Furious franchise. Like, I think The Rock was already a star. Well, I mean, like the helps, he didn't but. want that character to be a star. He yeah. didn't want there to be a Jacob and Shaw. <laughs> he was concerned of that. <laughs> Jacob and Shaw. Yeah, it's just, and of course, Cena's going to say yes to this because it's a huge career building opportunity. And, you know, he's probably going to be in the next one and the one after that and however many more. And he's going to be part of the crew. 
The family. It's not a crew. Part of the familia. Um, look, it was the Fast and the Furious people, so I was going to give it just a 12 middle-of-the-road score because they are who they are at this point. Yeah, the villain was whatever, but, I mean, all, you know, I mean, Shaw's fine, whatever, but I, I feel like I never really get, like, a great villain anyways, and I gave it plus one because I really liked Tyrese's character, and I thought that was uh, purposely attacking people that critique the movie like you, and I loved it, and I laughed every single time he said something because I was just thinking of you. And how much you were going to hate it, and you did. It just makes them, like, when he's surrounded by 20 dudes and just doesn't die, it just makes it, like, we're going to see stupid action. Nothing's going to come of it. Yeah. And he, I like how he acknowledged it. It was very meta. And it's just, they were it's literally. addressing their critics, and I love it. literally a movie saying, you're stupid, you're going to eat this up. Enjoy your meal, stupid boy. That is not. You just think that way because it was attacking you personally. No, it's just, it's the most ridiculous, like, if you're going to be over the top and your writing is just, you're going to write something and no one's going to question it and you're just going to be like, yeah, it's fine. Don't address it in the movie. I love that they addressed it. I thought it was great. It's so ridiculous. It's it's too much. I thought it was a subtle, great fourth wall break. It's too much. But if Deadpool did the same thing, you would love it. I mean, that's Deadpool's MO. That's what they do is is being over the top and fourth wall breaking. Whereas this is like, let's just do this. Let's just make a joke about how stupid our movies are in our movie. And it was great. It was dumb. It played. It did My, not. The theater was laughing a lot, the one I went to. Minimal. Minimal Every time laughing. we talked. People love this shit, Ty. Yeah, it's... There's a, there's a there's niche. There's a reason there's nine of them. There's a niche And they for make it. a billion dollars. They're, they're getting worse. Um, along with characters. You just said the last one was your favorite. <laughs> Hobbs and Shaw, that's different. Not mainline. Okay. <laughs> um, along with characters, though, it feels disrespectful at this point to make um, the Brian character the babysitter of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like They're like, we're not going to get rid of his character, but rather we're going to say he's alive, but he is now reduced to watching our children while we do fun stuff. Bro, he's out of the game. I, it just feels disrespectful to keep bringing him up. Well, I don't know how much he was in eight because, again, I didn't see it. None. So I think the situation was – and his wife probably wasn't in either, huh? No. So I think what happened was they probably were like, yo, you know, they, they're retired from the game. That's They're not going to kill – they can't kill, which I understand why they don't kill, you know, Paul Walker's character. Uh, what's his name? Him. Brian. Ryan. Brian. Why they don't kill Brian because the real-life guy died like that. That comes off kind of bad and everything. And they were probably like, okay, we're going to write him off. He's retired from the game, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, this happened, and they probably weren't planning for there to be a brother thing. There was probably more plans for The, the Rock to be involved or whatever. And then Vin Diesel looked at his twin brother the once a time a year that he sees him, and he's like, oh, let's do this. And then in the process of developing it, we're probably like, well, Vin also has a sister, and it would make no sense for her to not be in this completely. So we got to get her in this involved, you know, but obviously we can't have – Paul Walker's character be involved because I don't think they want to keep doing that even with his brother. Um, so we're just going to have him be the babysitter. It, and that's how that happens. It feels disrespectful to the character. Yeah. And more so the person. I'm sure there was conversations about maybe with his brother, maybe reviving the character and everything. And maybe, you know, he didn't want to, or they didn't want to. And that was just kind of the route they went. Um, he's obviously still alive in this series. You know, his car drove up. It did. He was speeding through a residential. <laughs> Sound familiar? Mm. Um, 
Yeah. It feels in bad taste. Will they ever bring him back? No one can truly die. Again, even if you die in real life, you can't die in the Fast and Furious franchise. And that's just how it is. Because his brother very – I mean, Cody Walker is the one that looks a lot like him. Like, a lot like him. Again, that ending of Seven is great where they use his brother for the one scene. Yeah. That should have been the end of the mainline Fast series. His brother was actually – they used him in – a good a amount scenes, of it, yeah, yeah. And, like the facial reconstruction. Is that his brother in like solely in the final scene? Because I didn't notice in the final like of the... seven, yeah, where they drive away. It's his brother with a little bit of of computer like uh, facial shit, and they look a lot alike. Like, yeah, they do. You can tell in that final scene for sure that there's something else there, but they make him look close enough. I don't know. Like the series, that was a great ending for a series that they continue to drag out because they want money, um, which is fine. But leave that character alone. Okay. The guy's dead. Yeah. Stop using his dead, his dead likeness for money. Yeah. I'm sure there was conversations, and I'm sure it's not an ill taste. It feels like it's an ill taste. And if they're gonna have the wife as a, in it, as they a moviegoer, it feels an ill taste. I feel like they have to somewhat address it. Because if they had the wife in this and they just never mentioned Paul Walker's character like he doesn't exist, like then it'd be like, okay, well, we're just pretend this guy doesn't exist. I don't know, man. I also thought it was the dumbest shit I've ever, ever heard when the kid at the very end was playing with like a tar- uh, car toy. She was like, you drive like your dad. <laughs> like, his car is just floating in the air. He's <laughs> like, what do you mean he drives like his dad? That's just the dumbest line you could possibly fucking say there. Both brothers stepped in to help finish their brother's scenes as Brian O'Connor, which was still filming at the time of Paul's death. After his appearance in Fury 7, Cody Walker decided to pursue acting, continuing continuing Paul's legacy as his brother's successor. He appears in the World War II film USS Indianapolis, Men of Courage. Nice. Nice. So they're they're definitely making a 10. Oh, Um, yeah. And uh, well, no, it's already confirmed, and I believe it's a two part. Oh. Like 10 and 11, part one, part two. So are they done? They really got to get a better villain. Because the Cypher chick is boring as shit. Give her hair. Are they, like, when do they end this? What if the final Fast and Furious scene is just all of them dying? They're like, they can't die until they all die. As a familia. Yeah. Yeah, no, here's what they're going to do. They're all going to die to protect uh, young Brian. And then in, like, ten years we'll get... The, the fast saga, the next generation. Yeah. Doesn't have to be in 10 years. It could be in five years. And Vin Diesel's yeah. just not acting anymore. He's just. But we get plenty of flashback scenes. Yeah. <laughs> plenty of flashback scenes with me and my dad. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Vin Diesel again. So it's, they release, they wait like four years and they release a new one. And it's young Jacob as an adult, but it's just fucking Vin Diesel. Like. As or young Brian, I should not young Jacob, young Brian, as an adult, but it's literally Vin Diesel playing Vin Diesel's son playing Got Dom's ton, yeah. son. Love it. Like I look just like my dad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. They have to end it at some point, right? I don't know, man. Vin Diesel's and, on talk shows talking about a fucking Fast and Furious musical. So is he really? Yes, very seriously. That would be fun. I would take you to that. I hate this fucking movie franchise. Well, I'm going to call out sick for the first time in our pod's history for Fast 10. <laughs> See, you want to hate them. 
and I don't want to hate them, but I can't sit here with a straight face and tell you I don't. And just, I, I don't want to hate them, but their track record isn't great. So I go into that knowing that. Just like I go into Marvel movies knowing that their track record's good and I expect to like them. Okay. I can't help that. <laughs> uh, where did they lose you, Ty? Where did the Fast franchise lose you? It's, it's just, what was the moment where you're like, I'm done? When Vin Diesel was standing on a parking structure <laughs> and said the thing about street fights is the street always wins. And then curb stomps <laughs> the parking structure into oblivion. Wasn't there like explosions or something? No. No, it was crumbling and someone was about to fall and he stomps it and makes it fall down. Bro, he's fucking The fast. street always wins. That's where it lost me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if there ever is a musical, we're going. We're fucking going. Furious 7. The street always wins. <sighs> What'd you give it for enjoyment? So Paul Walker's death is where you lost, where they lost you. Should have stopped at 7. Yeah. I gave it a, a 14. I had a lot of fun with this. <laughs> I gave it an 11. It was fine. I didn't hate it. I laughed at some scenes. It wasn't a miserable watch. It's fine theater watch. It was fun, stupid action on a big screen. Um, the plot and characterization made my brain hurt. But you'd go in expecting explosions and cars, and you got some explosions and not enough cars. All right. What's your final score, Jay? 67. I gave it a 48. Uh, Arm and White of the podcast over 67 here. 67 for a difference of 19. Still not our biggest difference. I just want to point out that if we look at other movies, uh, I think this movie is in the same realm as Godzilla vs. Kong and Mortal Kombat, and it is right in that score range for me. Um, and literally, our consensus score on those two movies is 66.5. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel good with my score. Yeah, I don't. I think the story's much worse. I think the visuals are much worse. Um, key elements are about par. I think the characters in Mortal Kombat and Godzilla are, I mean, not so much Godzilla. Mortal Kombat, the characters are a little better. And I had more fun with those movies because I wasn't sitting there saying how ridiculous it is. Um, so that's where my difference lies there. Cinematography is a very large part because I gave Godzilla Kong a 17 because the CGI and shit looked fucking great in that. Whereas this, the fight scenes and CGI looked kind of mid. That's an eight-point difference right there. Yeah. Brings me up to a 56 if it has the same score as Godzilla vs. Kong. So See, while everything else is kind of similar, it just didn't look good. Um, and it was missing some stuff. Give me a decent story. This this is the most used trope in all movies of future future tech, government, Shouldn't be exist. I mean, Congress and Godzilla didn't really have a, a great story either. It was enough. And I, I mean, didn't give that a great story. I gave it a fucking seven. I gave it one point higher than this. And looking back on Mortal Kombat, honestly, the more I've sat on that movie, the, the least I've liked it's it. It's soured. Like, I was just thinking about it the other day, and I was like, it really wasn't that good. It should be like low 60s. I gave it a 69. It should be like 62. I gave it a 64. 61, maybe. Yeah, it just, like, I, I don't know. They could have done so much more with that Mortal Kombat movie, but hey. Could have made it a lot better. There's more. But some of the fight scenes were good in that Mortal Kombat movie. Um, but this one was, this is significantly, this is a worse movie than those. I'm fine saying that. One of us is going to have to say it on this pod, and I'll be the guy to do it. Well, yeah. You've already taken your stance. 
Um, fittingly enough, it's 60th out of 68, 78 movies that we've done now. Um, right above our other biggest disagreement, Hubie Halloween. Great film. Not a great film, but a funny film. Gave it a 71. Mm-hmm. Okay. It was funny. I liked it. What did we disagree on more? We disagreed on Bliss more than we disagreed this. I gave Bliss a 35. You gave Bliss a 56. Yeah, I didn't think Bliss was that awful. It was a shit movie. Um, just to let you know, Ty, you agree with Armin White. He gave this a rotten score. That's fine. Uh, genre franchises can be reassuringly familiar, but the Fast and Furious series has gotten to the point that it's raison d'etre. He just uses big words. Is now out of touch with the way people relate socially, except in the minds of editorial writers. What? I don't know. He always has to give some meta answer. He can't just be like, I didn't like this movie. It's always deeper. Only he can pull a deeper meaning from this fucking movie. <laughs> from fucking from fucking Fast 9. From fucking Cars Go Vroom, the movie. <laughs> oh, man. What did we review last week? Luca. He deleted his Luca review. Did he really? It's not on here anymore. Is it because it was fresh? He just, like, drops it and is like, okay, now I got to get rid of it. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, it's not here. It's not on his page anymore. That's odd. He couldn't. He's like, okay, I gave it fresh. I'm going to delete it after a week. To keep my my reputation. Yeah. His street cred. What a fucking guy. That's 100% probably what he did. Why, the, why else would he delete a fucking review? No fucking clue. He's going to post another one where it's rotten. He probably watched it again and then picked oh, up on the game. Yeah, I was going to say, we, he didn't pick up on that. We were talking about that. He's going to pick up on it and change it to, to Rotten. Yeah. No fucking doubt in my mind. He was too stupid the first go around. Saw people were saying shit he didn't catch and was like, wait a minute. This movie actually is awful. <laughs> it wasn't as simple as I thought. Uh, random Rotten Tomato score guest high. Uh, this is the ninth film of the Fast and the Furious franchise. It is. What other franchise has nine films? Um, well, it's actually tenth, but nine in the main line. Um, uh, Harry Potter? Star Wars. Oh, shit. Star Wars nine. Star Wars, coincidentally, also has like 11 to 12 movies with, with Solo and... Rogue One. Yeah. Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker, number nine. We saw it in theaters together. We gave it like a 56 and said retroactively not 56 like 76 and retroactively said that uh you know we were probably wrong what did we give it 77 that's way too high that's the same score luca got what do you think star wars the rise of skywalker 2019 pg-13 film two hours and 22 minutes 508 reviews that's a lot i genuinely don't remember i know it was bad good you're not supposed to remember but i don't remember how bad Okay. So we're going to go with 57%. <laughs> Is that because I accidentally said 57%? When, I didn't hear you no, say 57 uh, It is a uh, 52%. Fuck! I feel like I've been within 5% like every fucking guess. 86 audience. That's too high. Which, The Last Jedi was flipped. Was really good critically for some reason. And all the Star Wars fans in my life that I know hated this movie. I think that movie gets shit on too much. I think that's a objectively okay movie. 90 tomato meter for Last Jedi, 42 audience. I never saw that one. It's got a cool scene. They split a ship in half with another ship. 
Mm. But if the Fast Nine, friend, if Fast Nine did that, you're right. No, you're right. It's more believable when it's you know <laughs> a movie with space aliens who move things with their minds and have laser swords. Hey, we're on our way with that, bro. We're on our way with that. We are. You know, Adam Driver. I just want to point out, I, I respect him after watching Marriage Story. He's a good actor. He's a great actor. Is he? Did he win an award for that? I think he was nominated. He, was nominated. he wasn't. Category he hasn't really award. been in anything recently though, so he's got to step it up. He was in Black Klansman. That was another good movie. He was good in. Yeah. He hasn't been in a movie since 2019, The Dead Don't Die. Next week, Jay. Mm-hmm. We have. Jay, Um, when's this pod dropping? Today, Wednesday. Oh, fuck. June 30th. As What would happen if we didn't drop the pod today and you had to wait till the next day? You would drop the pod. On my anniversary. Tomorrow. Because we're watching the Tomorrow War. Oh. Yeah. Starring Chris Pratt and others. I don't know who else is in this movie. Amazon Prime exclusive film. Go watch it on Amazon Prime Video. Um, Yvonne Strahovski. I think I hit. I think I nailed that. <laughs> Keith Vio, Theo Vaughn. He's a comedian. He's funny. Um, I no, no dis- reviews are out yet. Either. No disrespect. I don't know any of these people. That's all right. That's all right. They have and something to prove. Also, J.K. Simmons. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go. I fucking love J.K. Simmons. Um, also probably not a good sign that they haven't let anyone watch the movie and it comes out this week. Well, it's, it's a, it's a streaming movie. They still usually allow <laughs> critics to watch their stuff. I have a feeling this is going to be a 20 percenter on Rotten Tomatoes. That's my bold prediction, but I'm in, interested. It's like a, it's like a future war. People come back in time and say, you got to stop an attack before it happens. Did they have this? What was that one movie with? <laughs> Who was uh, it where it was the, like he had to do the same uh, thing every Tom single Cruise. day? It was Tom Cruise and and John Krasinski's wife, Emily Blunt. Um, the, I was going to say The Tomorrow War. <laughs> Isn't that – wasn't that The Day of? After Tomorrow? No, that's The Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah, he lives the same day over and over until he can figure out how to stop them from losing. That one has a 91% on Rotten Tomatoes. Really? Yeah, I always thought that movie looked good. I never saw it. I've watched parts of it. I never watched the whole thing. 91%. It seemed interesting when I watched it. 91. They just live the same day over and over again and die and reset and Tom use Cru- what they learned to. Tom Cruise is slept on. I feel like he kind of gets shit on, but all his movies are usually pretty well received. I feel like he's got an awesome life. <laughs> like you get to be a fucking movie star. You're aggressively attractive. And then you just pop up and do a Mission Impossible movie where you do all your own stunts. You get to hang outside a fucking plane. He's going to space for the next one. Well, I know why you love Tom Cruise is because he's a short five, king. Seven, yeah, short king. Okay, so yeah, Mission Impossible. That franchise just keeps getting more and more ridiculous. Okay, Jay, that's way different. <laughs> you literally just said he's going to space in the next one. There's reasons for it. Okay. He isn't going to space in a Pontiac Fiero. Okay. <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. All right, that's all I got for you, Ty. Um, yeah, Tomorrow Wars, uh, Loki, episode five. Gonna be a good one. Um, and then, and then we got Black Widow the next week, Jay. Yes, we do. But Tomorrow War, um, there's something else I had to say that I'm stalling and I can't think of it. So, be a good friend, everybody.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Welcome to Prime Video's culture-rated collection. This is the place where black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis' The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.